it's Scott Rockfile back with another podcast review for you. I finally sat down and watched all two hours and 20 minutes of Fast X in 4K. I'll start by saying I'm not the biggest fan of the Fast and Furious movies, but I do own them all. Kind of a completist that way. I liked the original when it was out. I thought two and three were okay, four was mediocre, and once they hit five, they became a whole different ballgame. They became basically Mission Impossible movies with cars, action movies uh, that had no connection to the original movies except for these characters that keep coming back and back and back. Fast X has everything you love and everything you hate about a Fast and the Furious movies. You have to get through, you know, the first 20 minutes of the family stuff and Rita Moreno now playing the uh, Moreno, playing the matriarch of the family and them having a big outdoor meal and toasting and doing all that stuff that they do every movie. They could have left that out. I mean, it's fine. I guess you got to anyway. Um, And they pretty much brought back every actor who's not dead and even a couple that were uh, back into this movie. I mean, the, the cast list alone. No wonder it cost $340 million to make. It is the eighth most expensive film ever made. I would think if we're spending that kind of money, we should get a, at least big return or make a fantastic movie. The movie was made for $340. It's made about $720 back, so about twice its money. They need to make th- three times. But this is all setting up for a sequel that's coming out in April a year from now. Didn't they film this like at the same time? We're not getting it until April of 2025. That's how long we have to wait. So anyway, I sat down, had some time this weekend, and I wasn't really looking forward to this because I read the reviews, and I have seen all the other movies. I was pretty much done with the whole series after the last one. When they went to space, that kind of broke it for me and a few other things. It's just they're trying to serve too many masters in these movies, and they need to get them back down into something controllable. And they didn't on this one, but it, it was better than the last one, I would say, probably the last couple. The long and the short of it is, if you've watched all the Fast and the Furious movies, watch this one. Don't let it hold you back. If you're not a fan, this one's not going to change your mind in any way, shape, or form. First, we'll go over some of the good. The good? Jason freaking Momoa. (laughs) He goes over the top. He is just chewing scenery like the best actors of all time and having a blast. Whether or not he knew he was in the same movie with everybody else, I don't know. But he's having a blast with the role. It is fun watching this two-hour and 20-minute movie just to watch him have fun. He is literally having fun. Painting the nails of dad guys. Having lots of monologues as a, a, a you know a mustache-twirling villain. Um, but here's the problem. And I mentioned this on two podcasts recently, and here's my third. This is the third big-budget Hollywood movie that came out in 2023 that had the same MacGuffin. We have to go back in time and invent a villain, somebody who's been there since the beginning but we never saw until now. They literally go back to the scene where where Dominic Toretto and uh, Paul Walker's character pull the safe you know, out of the building and drive it down the road. They go back to that movie and back to that scene and insert Jason Momoa walking out. And then later in the movie, they insert yet another character in. These guys have supposed to been around the whole time of the Fast and Furious series, and we've never seen them before. And they have this vendetta to kill everybody and, and screw up everybody's lives. But again, we haven't seen them before. Indiana Jones did the same thing, went back and had to introduce some bad guys. And Mission Impossible 7, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, went back and had to introduce Isai Morales from the very beginning of the story. And he's been around the whole time. This is getting a little ridiculous, Hollywood. 
I mean, we've kind of done this in movies before, like I said in the last two reviews, that usually there's a, a short flashback, like a five-minute flashback, and you have a younger actor playing it or a de-age actor, and that kind of gives you a little bit. But like Indiana Jones, where they took a five-minute idea and stretched it into 25, almost 30 minutes, the same thing here. They, they stretch out this long introduction. They go back to it a couple of times. They make sure that we know that he's been around and has this vendetta against everyone. Now, when you have a cast that includes Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, John Cena, uh, Scott Eastwood, Alan Richson. Yes, they brought in the guy who plays Reacher now, and he's great. Uh, Helen Mirren, Brie Larson, Rita Moreno, Jason Statham, Jason Momoa, Charlize Theron. And I'm not even getting to some of the surprises. You have so much of the cast of characters, you had to invent a new bad guy. Now, don't get me wrong. Watching Jason Momoa chew the scenery is one of the absolute pleasures of watching this movie. And the fact that a lot of the special effects look practical. The, the, they have another giant steel ball rolling down. This time it's a bomb rolling down the hill and taking out buildings and taking out cars. And that looks pretty real. The scene at the end and the cliffhanger and all that, that looked terrible, but... Putting a child in danger. We'll get into some spoilers at the end. Not major spoilers, but it's a cliffhanger to lead up to the next movie. They could have done that better. Um, once the movie gets going, once you get past the intro and the family stuff, and 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 again, I know that's part of it, but do we have to have that outdoor cookout scene in every single movie to kick things off or to end movies? Or uh, anyway, I guess that's part of it. Like a transformer, you got to have the cars changing, so I guess you got to have the the meal outside. Um, but once it gets into the movie, it, it bebops all over the world. It was filmed in London, in Rome, in Turin, in Lisbon, in Los Angeles. Uh, they spent a lot of money on the screen. And again, a lot of the special effects. Nobody went to space this time. A lot of the special effects are good. Practical car chases, practical car accidents, practical giant balls rolling down hills and things. Mixed in with some CG fire, some CG other things. And there's a lot of CG in that final scene. But I thought the movie was fine. In the first 15 minutes, I started looking at my watch. I'm like, really? Family. Family's everything. Family. Oh, really? We're doing this again? And the whole scene bringing back Paul Walker yet again through flashbacks. Uh, I get it. But guys, we're 10 movies in. You don't have to keep going back to the first couple. Really? As we get through the movie, I'm entertained. I For you know, good almost hour and a half, two hours. I'm fully entertained with the, with the car chases and the occasional espionage kind of stuff and then we get to the final stuff where I know they're going to set up some some cliffhanger ending because we have a, a cliffhanger movie coming out another year. And man, like I said, I'm not getting into spoilers, but it was one of those things where uh, they set up a trap where he can't get away, but he figures out a way to get away and it really stretches things. And then that would have been fine, but then they push it further and then they push it even further. Hmm. Not getting into spoilers, but if the movie had stopped about five minutes before the end, I would have had a lot better opinion of it. And we really could get these movies down to under two hours. It would be nice if they got the next one down to under two hours. And there is a Marvel-level um, mid-credit sequence where we're getting another former actor who's been in this series to come back in the next movie. I think that's great. I love the scene. But, wow, these movies are so convoluted and stuff, they make Marvel and Mission Impossible movies look simple. And I don't think Fast and the Furious was ever built to be like that, but they just keep adding more and more and more stuff. Again, I like this one better than the last couple. I thought it was kind of held together with this this revenge story and, and Jason Momoa's overacting, which uh, that's not a complaint. 
I, I, I love it when an actor can have fun and really do a good job with something, but he's, you know he's just having a blast going over the top and, and just being the ultimate bad guy. He's really having fun with the role, and that made the movie a lot of fun. Vin Diesel's face is starting to look weird. Maybe Botox, maybe, a, I don't know, it looked a little weird at the beginning, looked a little better during the rest of the movie. Um, I don't think they're CGing him yet, but all these actors are getting a little bit older. This is the 10th movie, and there's at least one more coming. Again, if you're a fan of the movies, you've already seen this one. I'm not going to talk you into it. If you're not a fan of these movies, this one won't change your mind. Start with about five. If you like, like you gave up on the first four, start with the fifth one and go from there <laughs> because that's where they become these giant action films, the, these things that aren't about car racing and, and family and, and all that kind of stuff. They're really about this espionage and they're kind of secret agents now. And we've got family members that show up and, and all of a sudden they're martial arts experts and, and self-defense experts. And I don't know, it all defies any kind of logic, but they're a lot of fun. And this one goes back to the fun that we got in the earlier movies. I still think we could use some trimming, but all in all, I got to give Fast X a decent thumbs almost up. If you're a fan of the films, this is a decent one. Again, I would have liked a little bit different, but I am not the super, you know, it's like reviewing a Transformer movies. I can say that I enjoyed the film, but I'm not the biggest Transformer fan. I'm not the biggest Fast and the Furious fan. I am going to go back and watch the original movie in 4K. I've never re-watched the first movie in a long, long, long time. Going back to its roots, I think. I got a nice special edition a year or two ago. I just haven't watched it. But been keeping up. Watched the ninth one. Wasn't going to pick up the tenth one, but it was on sale during Cyber Monday, and I got the tenth one. And you know what? It's not bad. I would watch that one again, actually. Probably fast forward through the beginning part and stop before the end. But other than that, <laughs> so to get into a little bit of spoilers, thank you for listening to this uh this review. Uh, my links are below. A lot more podcasts are on the way. I had some time to watch some movies. Um, I think Werewolves Within will be my next one. Anyway, um, so a little bit of spoiler talk in three, two, and one. At the end of the movie, Dominic's car is on the, this giant um, dam, and there are two tanker trucks on either side of the dam, and they're going to start coming together, and they're going to smash together, and it's going to blow up the whole dam, right? So Dominic says, ha you didn't think about this, and jumps his car off the dam. And it goes riding down the dam, barely ahead of the flaming explosions of the fire that's running down, and the gasoline and everything from those trucks is running down the front of the, the dam. And it gets all the way to the bottom, and it, it kind of woof, jumps off and lands in the water. And during when everything was going crazy up right before that, they did this, this, this CG where they made his son jump out of one car and into another. Now, it's one thing to watch a stuntman or Vin Diesel or, or, or Keanu Reeves jump from one car to another, but I'm watching a small child do that. It just felt wrong. It just didn't, you know, he gives a little speech. You need to pick your right time and you got to fly is something he taught the kid when he was teaching him how to drive earlier in the movie. Again, too young to drive. Uh, and now he's doing this, this life or death jump out of one car into another kind of thing. And it was just like, all right, that kind of took me out of things. That, that was really no need. And how come nobody's complaining about child endangerment and everything? I guess because it looks so CG. Maybe that's... Nobody complained about that? Oh, I wanted to say something about the director. You got the same writers who have worked on the last few movies, but Louis Letterer, I think that's how you pronounce his name, um, he's directed a few decent action movies. He directed, like, one of the Transporter movies. He directed the Hulk movie that wasn't so bad. Um, he's done quite a few things, and I think he's a decent action director. 
there were some great beats in this movie, and there were some great things that happened, and there were some of the best things that happened in the Fast and the Furious franchise. I think probably like in Marvel movies and in other franchises, the director probably has to stay within a certain amount of rules or whatever to make the movie that they ultimately the producers want to see. But I thought he did a decent job. And as an action director who I've seen several, almost everything he's ever put out, you know, this was not bad. Uh, that's a lot to juggle. A lot of characters, a lot of action, a lot of money. A $340 million budgeted film is not small potatoes. So kudos to the director. So the ending was okay. And then and then we have this cliffhanger ending because they survived that, right? And they're standing down there. Well, then Jason Momoa blows up the dam. And, and as the bombs explode, it cuts away to something else. Also, the team was on a plane that just crashed about a minute before. So... You're left on this cliffhanger ending where you don't know if anybody's going to survive. And then we get a mid credit scene with an actor who's been in the movies before who's now Jason Momoa is coming for him. And the guy says, I'm not hard to find, which you could probably guess who it is. Um, I like John Cena in this. He came back and did a few things. I like some of the other characters. Brie Larson felt like, I don't know, that she was in a different movie. She's got some scenes with the guy who plays Reacher. And I don't know, they didn't really come together for me. I thought they were okay. We just kind of introduced to this new character, and he's a bad guy, then he's a good guy, then he's a bad guy, and he's a good guy you don't really know. And Again, these movies are way more convoluted, more com- just stuffed full of stuff they don't need to be stuffed in, but I guess that's what the fans like. This movie made $714 million. Somebody liked it around the world. And we are getting an 11th one. So it'll be interesting to see how they wrap this up. Hopefully it's the last one. Hopefully I am fine with any series continuing to go as long as it's still good. We're seven Mission Impossible movies, and they've gotten better since the third one. So keep making Mission Impossible movies. I'm fine. With Fast and the Furious, they're having a hard time. They're they're having to come up with some pretty crazy things to keep this going. And I don't know, maybe make smaller movies. Maybe not have every single cast member that's been in every single movie and, and invent some bad guys and stuff because and, it's just there's there's too much going on again that's that's part of the entertaining cutting back and forth and keeping an action going but again Jordana Brewster is back and basically she's a babysitter who can kick some ass and that was her big scene or two everybody gets a couple of big scenes and that's it even Vin Diesel who's the star gets a couple of big scenes and there's so many people in this movie so many plot lines and so many things going on I don't know. I think we saw Jason Momoa more than any of the regular characters, and that I didn't mind because he was so fantastic in the role. So crazy over the top, but a blast to watch. So Fast X, it's another Fast and the Furious movie. If you're a fan, you've already seen it. If you're not a fan, it's not going to change your mind. If you're in the middle, well, this one's better than the last one. So there you go. Scott, I'm Rockfile. I did my wrap-up before, so have a spectacular day, and thanks for listening.